Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Braley. Our scenario is The Code. It was written by Chris Lackey, and it's part of a collection of scenarios entitled Mansions of Madness, Volume 1. It's available from DriveThruRPG. Our game master is John Hook, and this is Episode 3. Our recap will be given by Jesse Aponte as his character, Reginald Lynch. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jesse? Alrighty. This is from the Journal of Reginald Lynch. April 2nd, 1925. Tomorrow, I shall see a friend and a mentor of mine by the name of Kenneth Connolly, a retired professor of physics from Miskatonic University, where I'm currently employed as a professor of geology. Uh, always the eccentric inventor, Connolly has invited me to his manor in Hampton, New York, to be present for the unveiling of a supposed great scientific discovery. I'm on the rail, the rail lines now, making my way to his estate with bated breath. I haven't seen the poor fellow for nigh on five years, and I'm sure we will have a great many things to discuss. But for now, I shall enjoy watching the landscape pass by through the window as I make my way over to Rutland, where I shall meet up with an acquaintance and fellow friend of Kenneth, Judge Rayner Mesman, where we will take an auto driven by another acquaintance to the, pro to the manor proper. I have had not had the pleasure of meeting this individual, but surely if he is a friend of Kenneth's, then he must be someone of high character and respect for Kenneth to invite him over. I look forward to the meeting. I shall have, uh, I believe I shall catch some Z's in the meantime. Unspecified date, 1925. Time is irrelevant. That much is clear. My God, the events of that day will be burned in my mind for the rest of my life. But, but, I digress. I must record the events to the best of my memory. But to be honest, I don't even think I can trust that much anymore. I arrived at the Rutland station at 4 p.m. and met with judge, uh, the judge and his friend, Ethan Donnelly, a former vet of the Great War. He must be admired for his service. Seems a little odd, though. I, can imagine, I can't imagine the experiences he must have gone through. He shared our unit with Kenny, so they must have been brothers in arms. We stopped off for fuel and encountered another of... Kenny's friends on his way to the manor, um, a Mr. Driscoll Wallace, an entrepreneur who insists on being called Chip. Uh, very lively, and he very much seems to be about the good life. Kenneth was acquainted with more people from many different walks of life than I originally thought. Uh, events advanced quickly from there. We arrived at 5 p.m. and was brought in by his butler, William, while waiting in his parlor, we were introduced to three others, Professor Quinn, a professor of physics, Prof Miss Whitley, a reporter, and Miss Carlson, a high school science teacher. We soon discovered that Kenneth was missing, um, though he was just there earlier. All of us searched the grounds and discovered an impressive piece of technology in his study. If only we truly comprehended the true meaning of that device. Upon investigation, Quinn and Donnelly got in a row, but, we, but I managed to convince him to take his search upstairs. During this part of the search, some odd things started happening. Visions and encounters of various unexplained phenomena, things out of the corner of your eye and people appearing and disappearing. Uh, I myself saw some sort of insectoid leg in a hall that was just turning the corner and when I approached, there was nothing there. The judge encountered a maddened and aggressive William who had clearly must have been lost in the halls of the manor for weeks or even months on end, uh, even though we just saw him clean and proper on our arrival. Uh, Donnelly was also so startled by one of these visions that he shot himself in the leg. We soon learned that Kenneth had given us warning. 
that unknown players were afoot and we were to be wary of the companions with us. Donnelly took this information and quickly turned paranoid at our fellow guest and demanded answers. He unfortunately received none. But he did reveal that past Kenneth was amending his past behavior to affect us in the present. He told us of a journal, one in the upper rooms, uh, uh, in the upper rooms of the manor. And while Chip played distraction, I managed to rush up to the room and find it. Its contents were astounding. Uh, Kenny had learned to manipulate time and was conducting experience, experiments. He had a new love at, who was equally interested in his work named Elizabeth, and together they made advancements in his uh, experiments. Elizabeth surprised Kenny, though, by inviting her cousin to the manor to help with the work that they were doing. It made things harder for everybody. Uh, apparently, arguments were overheard between uh, uh, Ke uh, Elizabeth and this individual named David. Kenneth believes his new love is false and that paranoia has now consumed him. He mentioned a code that can be inputted to the device to allow its usage uh, that he only installed after his suspicions grew. Donnelly had given this code in a handwritten letter that uh, Donnie was given this code uh, in a handwritten letter that he shared with myself, the judge, and Chip. If only we knew what terrifying vistas that code would open to us. I, I then saw Kenneth, skinless and bleeding, reaching out for me for help before he was pulled into a vortex that ripped him what was left of him into shreds. Poor Kenny. It, it tore me apart to see that. I don't think I'll ever be the same again. I, I must step away from this paper lest I break. I shall continue this after a, a short time away. Hopefully. <clears throat> Excellent. Nice. I really, really liked that. That was really well done. It, it, it tore Kenny apart, too. <laughs> <laughs> Technicalities. <laughs> uh, okay, so we left off uh, with uh, the judge and Chip attempting to go into the kitchen, and there were two insectoid people in there. We're and the, the judge difference. immediately whoo, and closed the doors. <laughs> so let's return to that moment. Um, Chip, judge, what are you guys going to do? You're, you're in the hall, holding the doors, insectoid oh, people. How far are the creatures from us, judge? Ten feet at the most. And they're and then they're, they're they're as big as us, yes, keeper. Yes, humanoid size. Um, they weren't. Uh, there's two of them in there. They weren't exact, like carbon copies of each other. Uh, one was slightly shorter and had slightly different uh, modeling, color modeling on its uh, exoskeleton. Um, but uh, yeah, they're basically uh, similar. Human. They're definitely comparative to humans. Judge, I have never before been this far upstate, but I doubt that those are the locals. Something's going on in this house. Something that Kenny has started. I wonder if there's any way to wedge this door shut. I don't know. The, the, the creatures aren't like trying to get out now. They've I'm probably... sure they saw us with their big bug eyes. They saw um, you. Let's grab a chair and put the chair underneath the the door so it can't open now more than ever we need ethan 
<laughs> um, Ethan's been right. We need to find out what's going on. Somehow, Kenny, Kenny has done something. He's traveled through time. Well, we need to get Dr. Quinn to figure out how to fix this. He's the only physicist here. Well, I think we should go inform our colleagues that there are bug men in the kitchen. Well, let's lot, let's wedge this close with a chair. So we're going to grab a chair and wedge it out of, the, out of the door handle so that it can't open. Is there uh, a door to handle? the kitchen? Yeah. So um, if memory serves, um, uh, when you, Judge, first entered into the kitchen, I believe you wanted to establish that the doors were that tight that oh. swing both ways. Right. Uh, so yeah, you push the uh, chair against the door, and it, they kind of they kind of buckle as they start to push in a little bit. Well, I don't know what to do then. Um, I'm gonna take another peek inside. Okay. See if the bugs you, are still there. You push the door slightly, and they're not there. They're gone. They're gone. Or maybe they like climbed underneath the counter because they're bugs. Check under the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> um, George, I wonder if this time travel has done something to our senses. Could we just be hallucinating? That's what I wonder. If I am hallucinating, though, the hallucination of past Kenneth was quite real. Let's go. Let's go talk to Doctor Quinn. If anybody can I think guess we should bring our colleagues on. up to speed as well. Where where are they? Uh, Doctor Quinn and Diana, uh, are you asking me? I'm actually. We're asking where uh, Reginald and uh, Ethan are. Oh. Oh, uh, I believe we uh, were yeah. upstairs. Right? You guys know that they're upstairs somewhere. Okay, they're upstairs. We're assuming somewhere. third floor. Um, let's just let's just go talk to Doctor Quinn. I'm sure that uh, Ethan and Reginald will join us again once they're done searching upstairs. Okay, so uh, the judge and Chip are going to go back to the library where uh, uh, Dr. Quinn and Diana are. Right. So we'll move the camera up to the third floor with uh, Ethan and uh, Reggie. Uh, and I remember, cause you might have to, to correct me on this, but I know Ethan caught up with uh, Reggie. And then what were you guys, were you guys heading back downstairs? Yeah, I was, well, no, no. We First I told him about the contents of the journal and then he insisted that we have to find weapons. Yeah, uh, okay. we were looking for gun. firearms. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, if okay. I actually remember correctly, we ended on the second floor looking for another, like a shotgun or something like that you were talking about. You right. said that there might have been okay. something there because he's he did, a, what do you say, ski shooting? Ski. Uh, the, the, yeah. <clears throat> so you might have something like that. But I know okay. that the journal mentioned a pistol that he purchased. Yep. So, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, so you guys have come down. You're you're on the second floor, uh, and you do know that uh, the room with the large bedroom on the second floor is Kenneth's bedroom. Right, and we had searched that already. Yeah, we didn't. Find we you had heard from too. Chip. You had, yeah, you had heard from Chip that he had searched it pretty thoroughly, 
Uh, and but, we searched it as well. Yeah, we did. Oh, okay, search you guys did search it. Okay, yeah, we didn't so find I'm, anything yeah. else. So okay. the third floor is, or the second floor, have we accounted for all the doors? Uh, yes. Uh, when you were on the second floor with Claire, you checked out like four of the rooms. Then you got shot, and then Chip and Claire checked out the other two rooms on the second floor. So. So it's time to go to the third floor. Yeah, I, I only did cursory views on the upstairs except for the room, the blue room, which is what I was looking for. So I did like quick, is that it? Nope, next. And I went into the next. Let's check the third floor. Okay, let's do it. All right. Uh, so up on the third floor, much like the second floor, um, on, the, uh, on the, the rear wall of the house, is the bank of windows that overlook the backyard and there's a you know it's a seating area so there's some you know nice uh, chaise lounge chairs and whatnot um, and then the uh, the the water closet is uh, in that one corner and then there's just you know bedrooms all the way around and of course on the third floor um, in that other corner is uh, the uh, servant stairwell, and then there's that uh, red velvet rope coming from the ceiling uh, that's tied to a, a square that's cut into the ceiling that over there. Um, and so the large bedroom, the one that would be right above Kenny's bedroom, but it's you know, it has the same dimensions. Uh, that one is filled with like bunk beds and stuff, so it's like a bunk room that maybe kids, you know, there were a bunch kids they could stay in there all you know bunking together and then all the other bedrooms um uh you know are guest rooms uh that that grown-ups would most likely uh stay in so where would you guys like to uh to search so i i, I didn't get a chance to really explore everything up here um so, right because you were just opening yeah. doors looking for blue yeah. And of course, you know, it, Murphy's Law, you started at the wrong end of the circle and <laughs> took the took the long road oh around God. to finally get to it, where if you had gone the other way, it would have been the very first door. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so let's start from where I started from and start working our way down from there. All right. So the the large room with the bunk room, uh, yeah. the buck room. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, are you with him or are you guys uh, you splitting split up, up and uh, no, I will uh, watch our back, and uh, yeah. I mean, I want I want to search. I'm I'm searching not only for a weapon, but I'm also looking for the object that we can enter the code into that will power the suit. Okay. Sure. Okay. So I I do have a question. I I remember in the back of my mind that there was something unusual about the servant's bell. Uh, the you had described this large. Oh no, that's uh, the that's the velvet rope that. Right, the uh, velvet rope. That was, was there something odd about it? Well, it's, it looks like it's attached to an attic. That's the only thing. So we haven't really had a chance to look up there. Do we hit? Can I? Oh, well, here goes the tail. <laughs> can Can I just put my hand on his shoulder for a second and listen for you know the telltale moving of weight in the attic? Sure. Sure. Um, you know, because this is going to be, uh, you know, on a different floor and stuff, it's going to need to be a hard success. Do you hear anything? I look at uh, Reginald. Uh, I can make a roll. Hold on. 33, regular success. Yeah, you're, you don't think you hear anything. 
Uh, we'll, we'll we'll check up upstairs after. Let's just take a quick look in these rooms and see if we can find anything worth it. Okay. Um, so starting from the first room, we'll start looking. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you're in the bunk room. You guys can give me uh, spot hidden rolls while you're in there. Nice. I got a ten, which is a hard success. Uh, I got a success. Regular. Okay. Uh, you guys are quite thorough in your uh, search of this room. Like you, you guys, you guys go through this thing stem to stern, and um, and there's there's nothing to be found. Uh, you discover nothing unusual as you guys are looking around uh, in this room, and you're pretty much at the point where you're like, "Dang it, can't find anything." Um, your vision, you know, as you're kind of looking in the room, the lighting in the room uh, begins to strobe red, and you're like, "What? What?" And as you kind of turn, I assume you turn, at the doorway is this insectoid creature, and he's holding this, like, rod that's uh, a little less than two feet long. And most of it is this uh, crystalline, ruby, glowing crystalline rod. And, and the rod is, is just going, it's flickering, right? And it's strobing. It's the source of this strobe light. And... Um, Give me a sand roll, please. 36. Uh, where's my sand? There it is. Oh, yeah, that's a success. Success. <clears throat> Fail. But do I get a bonus star because I have seen the creature with this object in the loft? Uh, I'm not going to give a bonus die for sand rolls now. Okay. Um, so uh, roll a... Uh, roll a but I'll let you have less sand loss for seeing this. So roll a D3 and uh, lose one, Reggie. Gotcha. So he's got something that kind of looks like a spear with a light at the end, right? Yeah, Basically. it's a, more like a baton. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, you know, he, he's holding it at one end. It's got like a black grip on one end. His, his three-fingered hand is, uh, you know, clenched around that black grip and then the rest of it is this ruby ruby rod and and it's you know flickering and flashing and uh, and he and he's not he's not like you know yeah he's he's just kind of holding it there so it's you know it's in front of him it's presented in front of him and it's flickering and uh so he you know he does that for about two seconds right not not long and um and then it stops flickering and he's still kind of holding on to it. And then the head kind of, you know, tips like a dog might tip its head. And it starts kind of making a noise, like a cicada noise. Um, what in blue blazes is that, Ethan? And it, and it, and it walks away. It, it moves out of sight in the hallway. What was that? Um... It's the same creatures that were in the loft. The ones I was telling you about that, that uh, Rain and I ran into. But I, I just don't see uh, this. I, I don't see Ethan not firing at it. I, I, I believe he would fire at it immediately, right. as quickly as possible. All right, go ahead and, and, uh, and take a shot. 
That's the success. Normal. All right. Uh, do you roll your damage, please? Judge, do you hear that? <sighs> yeah, I hear that. Nine, nine plus two, 11 points of damage. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you fire and uh, give me a spot hidden. Me as well, I guess him. Success, half of my, uh, so regular success, right? If it's half. Okay. Uh, yeah, hard success. Hard success, sorry. Um, so you, you fire as the creature is like, um, retreating and kind of moving out of the way, you know, getting out of line of sight. And, uh, and as you fire it, um, you, you know, because you, you're well-trained with weapons and you've seen the effects of weapons in the past, um, you see like, uh, like a sparking and like a, like a, you see like this effect that reminds you of a ricochet, like the bullet struck something, but it, it, it struck something before it made contact with the creature. Uh, so there was some kind of, there was some kind of ricochet and the creature, you know, makes that cicada, you know, and then just kind of, it just kind of backs up and it's got all kinds of little antennas and feelers all around its head. And, and all these things are kind of twitching a little bit and it just kind of, and it just backs up and you shoot at it. And there's like this and, uh, and it just kind of backed away and, and now it's, it's out of sight. Okay. So you saw an insect creature. I look at Reginald, and you also saw a strobing red light. Did I just see the bullet hit thin air and then ricochet? Did you also see that? Yeah, it's immune to bullets. It's immune to bullets. Wow. We shouldn't interact with those guys. Let's let's get out of here. I kind of go to the edge. Look, of the wait, doorway. wait, wait, wait. Let's. Let's focus on what we're trying to do here. Their uh, technology is obviously superior to ours. We need to, we need to find what we were looking for, which is that object that can power the suit. Well, we know it's not in this room and the only way forward Let's, is, and I point towards the door is that No, way. no, you're forgetting up there. No, that's the hallway. We're in No, I'm pointing up. Well, yeah, but how are we going to get in there from here? There's no... That's what we need to find. We need to find a way into the attic. We got to do that from the hallway. There's a, there's okay, a pulley. let's go. So uh, I, by, I, I, by now, we would have yelled up the stairs, is everybody all right? Did anybody get shot? Yeah, the, 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 the sound of a gunshot is echoing down the staircase. Uh, I, I, I kind of hugged the, the, the door frame, and I kind of peek out to see if he's still out there. Gone. He's, come on, Ethan. He's not there. <laughs> I wonder, Judge. Maybe there's an invasion of Bugman. Ethan, uh, Reggie went up to the door and was peeking out to look for the bug guy. Uh, while he's doing that, I want Ethan to make a spot hidden roll. Hard success. Or actually, no, it's an extreme if it's a third, right? Yep. Oh, no, right. No, one, no, one, one fifth. fifth. One, fifth. one fifth. So it's not an extreme. So it's a hard. But it's a hard then. Yeah. It's low, right? Right. Okay. Hard is what you were looking for. Um, so um, 
Reggie walks over to the door and um, it's probably it's you you at first kind of kind of mentally write it off as um, the after effects of, of a strobe light you know how your eyes will kind of see spots and there's like a like a, some sort of shadowy uh, effect in, in your vision you're kind of writing that off as this right because as Reggie goes over to the door and he's like looking out the door, you see some kind of strange technology that's like sitting on his head. It's like sitting on the back of his head, but, and it's got like these tubes and things that are like poking into his, into his skull uh, and into his neck and everything. But um, it it you see it, but you don't see it. Like you have to like like turn and like look out of the corner of your eye, and then you could just kind of see like this this uh, crimson you know weird outline. If you look directly at it, it's just the back of his head. But if you get the, like this weird angle, you can see some kind of weird technology on his head. Ethan, he's gone. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Ethan, I turn around. Ethan, everything all right? Uh, I nervously fumble for my uh, Chesterfield cigarettes, <laughs> shakingly putting one into the my mouth and lighting it. Do you want a cigarette? No, no. C come on. Uh, come let's, on. Let's... Take a cigarette. Just have a cigarette with me so I can calm down for a second. Okay, I'll, I'll oblige and, I, and I'll take one. <laughs> okay, as he comes forward, I'm just going to move my hand around his head in the proportions of, you know, what would be on his head. Right, your hand just is bright. He's stroking your hair, Reggie. Ethan is stroking your hair. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Ethan, relax. Let's, let's. Ethan, give me a spot hidden. Uh, um, no, sorry, Reggie. Reggie, give me a spot hidden. Oh. Sorry. Okay, we'll do. Uh, 45, ooh, fail. Okay. I won't spend on that one. <laughs> I, I don't know how to tell you this, but out of the corner of my eye, whatever you want to call it, the way that we've been seeing these visions, I see a bunch of tubes and controls and electronic and, stuff. And there's out. even, there's a contraption like over one of Reggie's eyes. And there's tubes and things going into his cheeks and his forehead. I describe it, uh, but uh, describing it as we're moving. I just, know, do I, a, I just do the slow hand up. I'm like, and I touch my head. Is there anything there? Um, give me a power roll. Power. Sixty-two regular success. So you're running your hand, and your fingers have this occasional, like I don't know. It's almost like there's something in your hair. It uh, it might it might interrupt. The, the 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 smoothness of moving your hand but only interrupts it for just 
just a second and then you're 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 able to push through it um and that happens two or three times and you get this weird like there's an itching and and you get this weird sensation that there is something on you make a sand roll okay Ooh, 93 fail yeah lose one sand one sand Four sand so far over this night. <laughs> Before we leave the room, I pulled the uh, servant bell. There's there's no servant bell. No, no, not servant okay. bell. We go to the attic and we pull the rev- ro- the, the, the the velvet rope the, the from stairs. the hallway. Okay. It pulls down the ladder that goes up to the. Attic. I yelled down the you know the staircase. I yelled down. Bug men are impervious to bullets. <laughs> all right so let's move the camera down so judge rain chip you guys were walking from the uh kitchen back to the library and you Quickly. heard before before you got to the library just right as you got to the library doors you heard the echo of a gunshot uh coming from upstairs yeah and we walked over to the stairs and yelled upstairs and he said bugs are impervious to gunshots um Yep. It sounds like we're doing a crossword puzzle or something, but I grab uh Judge. I grab your arm, Judge. Judge. There's bugs upstairs as well. I need to talk to the doctor. We need to deal with this infestation, good man. Jesus Christ. Um we have to find out what uh what Kenny did and stop it. He traveled in time. How? Well, I'm sure it had something to do with that wild suit. Say, let's talk to the other physicist in the building. I'm just going to walk into the library. I follow. It's a good idea, Chip. Thank you. All right. So you guys go into the library and, um, and, you know, um, Professor uh, Quinn and Diana are in there kind of reviewing notes and kind of going over things. Uh, Chip and uh, Judge Rain, can each of you please give me a spot hidden? (laughs) Where's my spot hidden? Um, I failed. How about you, Chip? I fail. Um... I'll spend the seven points to pass if it's worth it. <laughs> okay, just a standard success. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. No, uh, you know, there's nothing. Nothing jumps out at you. Thank God, because if it did, <laughs> wouldn't be worse than we've bugs. A, we've had enough Diana, jumping out Professor, of Professor Bugs. I have invaded the house. Let's explain. We keep seeing things around the house that are there and aren't there. We think somehow Kenny caused a rupture in time space. We're Um, seeing what might be aliens. And uh, uh, the professor and Diana are just they're stunned. They're, they're, they're deep into these notes and they're like very, you know, uh, engrossed in the, in the research that they're doing. And they're, they're like, 
what? I'm sorry. I'm feeling so very tired, but I'm I'm pushing through. I'm I'm just reviewing these notes. I what what was that? There is a substantial event happening in this house. There are quite. there are things appearing and disappearing. Uh, Kenny has now been seen twice. Um, once literally from months ago and we've seen creatures that look like gigantic insects and they're not just bugs they're carrying things in their hands yes it's like they're aliens batons. from another planet it's like they're obviously bizarre... aliens from time and diana kind of steps into this conversation it looks like she's like it looks like she she has this look on her face like she's waking up like she's just been aroused and she's like are we in danger we don't know i'd say if time and space is breaking down we're in danger yeah so i think we are in grave danger my darling i you, hope your you, affairs are in order you you don't seem to be um fully awake I don't know I just I'm just so lethargic right now I went oh, to all the... the best prep schools let me take a look at some of these notes you've been reading darling did you take sure. physics prep I'm sure I began a physics course not necessarily if you had liberal arts as your major Probably read a lot of English literature. <laughs> I did a lot of uh, dancing. Yeah. Drugs. I am a master dancer. I've won the regattas dance competition three years running now, Judge. We know. We've, we know. You've demonstrated it for us at least 15 times. I will read some of the, this, the pages of the notes. I don't think I'm going to make heads or tails of it, but I'll spend a few minutes reading uh yeah so without a uh an appropriate science skill do you have any appropriate science skills no oh no so, so i'll let you formula. make i'll make you i'll let you make an intelligence roll but you're going to need an extreme success right. apparently the coefficient of x is, is not as i didn't even make a regular success <laughs> <laughs> nobody expected you to make a regular success chip I got a 78. Is that close enough? No. Um, well, I can't make heads or tails of it. It's obviously... Doc, it's imperative that you figure out how to stop whatever it is that's going on here. I'll go get you some coffee as long as the bugs aren't in the kitchen. There was also the, uh, the uh, event of the gunshot upstairs, Judge. Do you think we should go investigate? Well, they said it was... The, they obviously shot at bugs. Yes, they said that the uh, ricocheted off. <laughs> what exactly did Ethan say? We, Bugs impervious to bullets or something. He I'm said. Go make, I'm gonna go make some coffee. I'd yell back up to him, but he wouldn't hear it. Oh. <laughs> uh, depends on which way he's facing. Um, oh. Uh, uh, you stay here and and get these two to wake up more. It's like they're okay. asleep. All right, I'll slap the doctor. Uh, okay. Uh, 
you slap the doctor and uh and he, his head recoils and he, and he seems his, he's a little unsteady on his feet and he's like yes uh that's my good man um right that was very good uh definitely that was the old stuff i needed and um and so he he kind of goes i shall return to my work uh and so you can see his his head is moving like he's you know reading papers uh but you can see that his eyes are closed and so he's just you know standing looking down at a, at a sheet of paper and and his head is just tracing back and forth as if he is reading and what is what is diane is it it's diane diane what is she doing She's over by the uh, chalkboard, this mobile chalkboard that's got all these formulas and stuff on it. And so she's uh, looking up at the formulas and her head is tracing back and forth, but her eyes are closed as well. Oh. <laughs> Make a sand roll. Boy, I fail. Failure. You Failure, lose one. I'm looking for a big fly swatter. <laughs> All right, Judge. Uh, so you brave the kitchen? Yeah. And it is empty. All right. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to make some coffee, but I'm also going to look and see if there's a weapon of some sort, maybe a butcher knife. Uh, that's easy to find in the kitchen. Yes, you you can find a a big, be a cleaver. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be a cleaver. Something that'll give you some some security, peace of mind, holding this cleaver in your hand. All right, I got a big uh, And sure enough, there. there's coffee made. As All soon right. as uh, as soon as I notice that these two are are in a trance or something, I'm heading after the judge, heading to the okay. kitchen. Judge. I turn around with my cleaver. Oh, it's just me. <laughs> All right. No bugs in here? All right. Nope. Nope. You get Judge, some coffee. No, Bring the no, coffee. Those two, those two aren't even helping us. I think they're, they're, they're half asleep. They're, I think they might be uh, robots or something. They're not robots. robots. They're, just, they're just moving their head back and forth with their eyes closed. They're not helping the cause at all. There will be no salvation from those two. That's our only hope. We're going None to have to find... no physics. No, hope is going to have to rest with us, Judge. But you do whatever you want. I, I'm going to take them some coffee and see if we can figure this damn thing out. You know, we've with all to... the crap and uh, with all the junk that's in that room, the thing that we're looking for could be in that room. What are we looking for? I don't know. That's why I say it could be sitting right there on the table and we just don't know what it looks like. We've got to find that missing armlet piece. It's it's a piece of a puzzle that we don't know what the puzzle looks like. Mm. So hey, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna coffee in this hand, cleaver in this hand. I'm gonna bring the cups. combination. Bring the I'm cups. Right I'm right behind Judge. All right. Wait, we haven't seen uh we haven't seen uh Claire and Wallace in a while, have we? Or William. William. William, that's it. I'm Wallace. Claire and William. <laughs> well, I don't know, Wallace. Where? Where, 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 when was the last time we saw Claire? 
wasn't she heading towards the, oh, I tried to make her give up the, the jig, but she outfoxed me. I'm walking. Okay. Following. All right, so as you guys re-enter the library, you may make new spot hidden rolls. Oh, that time I got a 22. That's... Zero two. Um, oh, that's really good. That's an extreme. If, if I spend right. two luck points, then I'll have a, a hard. Okay. Do you want to do that? If, if it makes my thing better, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> if you... I'll say if you don't spin, you don't see. All right. You're yeah. looking for a hard success. All right. I'll get a hard success by spending two points. Okay. So you do that. Both of you, as you re-enter into the library, uh, you see Professor Quinn, you see uh, Diana, and uh, you can see the two of them kind of standing in like a in like a trance you can clearly see their eyes are closed but you also see kind of out of the corner of your eye kind of kind of a weird angle you see some very um spectral almost like non-existent in our real world but something out slightly out of phase and uh, so they've got this equipment this weird technology that's on their heads and there's like something over their eye and it's, you know, chunky and bulky on their heads, sitting on their heads. And they've got all these tubes and wires that are kind of coming out and plugging into their neck and into their skull. And, and, um, and also in the ceiling of this room, there's some sort of large, you know, uh, hemisphere with all these like spikes coming out of it. And it also is, um, uh, very, you know, semi-translucent, um, you know, not really here, very ethereal. And, uh, and so uh, the, uh, the uh, professor, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Uh, Quinn, Seamus Quinn, and Diana, they're walking around the room, eyes closed, um, and they're like, you know, looking at different scientific journal information and they're just you know their head you know traces back and forth as as if they're reading speed reading right and you and you guys now notice not only do you notice this like spectral technology on their heads and this this you know centralized spectral device on the ceiling with all these little spikes coming out of it but from those spike tips of which there are you know there's several dozen spike tips out of this hemisphere uh these really thin tendrils of like arcing electricity you know almost like jacob's ladder kind of you know electricity kind of and it's kind of you know silently right i i made a sound effect but you don't hear anything but there's these silent spectral arc lightning arcs that are connected you know they're 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 zapping uh the professor and diana on the head with the you know their their technology things and uh just kind of moving them around like puppets you know <laughs> Chip, do you see that? Sweet Jesus! Yes, sand, sand rolls for the two of you, please. Why are you shushing me? I'm about ready to lose my mind. 89. Lose a D3. 97. <laughs> lose all three. Two. I have lost two, and I'm rattled to the core, Judge. Judge, do you see those? You see that alien I, technology? Shh. 
<laughs> They're asleep. Who are you shushing me from? The aliens that are doing this. Now, but if I'm, we look directly at it, do we see it? When you do look directly at it, they're not there. You you can only see them if you're like, you know, kind of giving it the side eye. You know, but we can do that. We can kind of shift or or defocus our eyes and see them. Right. Gonna, you know, it's almost that weird thing where you like unfocus your eyes, or you're like looking past the focal point or something, and finally it kind of comes in. But if if you try and focus and look at the professor, look at Diana, or look at the ceiling directly, there's no there's no weird uh, spectral technology. Judge, I'm, judge. I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm going to put the coffee down. Judge, Very keep close. your. Uh, Keep your side eye on those relays to see if they respond when I do this. And I, I swiftly walk over to Diana and I grab her waist in her hand and I start leading her quickly through the Charleston. Oh God, here we go with the dance competition again. Okay. Uh, give me a dexterity test. Oh, can I, can I use my dance skill? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got dance skill, do the dance skill. Oh my God, I got an extreme. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you are just amazingly dancing around like this, and Judge, you see that her little her little arc it, it stays in contact with her, and she spins around. And it's almost like she's pausing, but anytime he kind of comes to a stop, she takes that moment to you know glance at the uh, the chalkboard and kind of start you know scanning the chalkboard. Judge, what's what's happening? Is she staying connected? Follow me outside. I walk her, I dance her right out the door. No, 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 no. Leave her there. Oh, I dance her right back in. Now, do I see anything on Chet? Out of the uh, you did not see anything on Chip. Okay. All right. So if I get Chip by himself, I say, no. Keep your voice down, but listen. Okay. Kenneth has invented time travel. Agreed. And we believe there are aliens in the house. What if the aliens haven't invented time travel and they're using Diane and the doctor to scan all of the notes so that they can figure it out? They're, they're being used like probes. Probes. They're I'm probes following you are... exactly, Judge. You think we should burn the library? Well, no, I don't know. Should we, we get those to, notes? We need to find the. We could get those notes and we could flip. All we need to do is get Ethan. He can wreck a room in a second. Yeah, but we don't necessarily want to wreck things. We want to fix things. Um, right. I'm going to go. Yeah. Let's not get let's, Ethan. Let's grab the paperwork. Uh, go erase the chalkboard. No, we, but it's a clue. It's on wheels. I'll wheel it out into the uh, other room. They could just follow. Just erase it and see what they do. But there's clues on it, Judge. I'm sure those are written down somewhere. Ooh, we could knock them out. But again, we'll we need... Them up. Let's, let's... Before we do anything, let's go find Ethan and, and Reginald. Agreed. Tell them what we think. Agreed. We just, just listened to the sounds of the shooting. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a couple of minutes ago. So we're going to move the camera back up to the third floor. 
And uh, so you guys have shot it down. The bugs are bulletproof. And uh, Ethan, you've seen that uh, Reggie's got some sort of weird spectral technology on his head. I pulled down the ladder velvet cord. Oh, you're back Ethan. up on the third floor? Okay. Yeah, we're still on the third. Ethan, you're muted. Ethan is muted. Or he's under control. Dun, dun, dun. Did Reginald, when he was feeling around his head, did I notice like a, a jolt? Like somebody would would have if they actually physically felt something that shouldn't be there? Did you notice if Reggie had a, a jolt reaction? Remember when he checked like there's, there's a small interruption, but I don't think it would be enough I to see, notice. Uh, yeah, not not a jolt per se. It's more like a like the air got thick, but then it and then he got he was able yeah. to pass through the I, air. Honestly, as a character, I probably wouldn't even think. I'd just be like, oh, that was my hair feels a little greasy." Yeah, whatever. I'll be okay. Sure. <laughs> All right, let's go to the staircase or the yeah. uh, pull down stairs. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you go to the rope, and like I said, the rope is connected to the ceiling, and it's, you know, uh, held in place by, like, this little side uh, bracket that's on the wall, you know, so it's slung yeah, off to the side, instead of just dangling there, you know, in the air. So it's easy to just pull off, and as pulling down, um, the uh, it's very well engineered so that as the... Uh, doors coming down uh counterweights allow a, a, a ladder to unfold and then it just kind of gently you know creates a stable you know 45 degree ladder yeah step ladder uh, it's almost like a stairwell you know it's not a it's not a hand rung you know ladder it's a stairwell and uh, it goes up Shall, I, shall shall we? And I start making my way up the. Uh, <laughs> I start you can making hear, my you way can up. Hear, you should be able to hear from downstairs. That's going. Where are you guys? We're coming up. Not yet. Will, you guys are. You guys are still. You're like making coffee. Yeah, you're yeah, then. Yeah. See, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we had to rewind the clock a little bit here. Okay. You mean jump back in time? Wait! 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 <gasps> wait! <laughs> I, I hold Reginald for a second. Wait a second. What, Just what? Li let's let's listen. First okay. of all, do we see any lights on up there? You do not. Okay. Uh, is there a ton of dust, like you would expect from a, a, an area that has long? It, has it? Did a, a bunch of dust come off of the ladder apparatus, like it hasn't been used in a long time? No. And lastly, I'll make a listen. Okay. Trying for I'll, that. I'll do one as well. Oh, two. Nice. First listen regular. ever. <laughs> uh, so you you listen intently, <laughs> and you can hear like uh, wind, you know, outside, and 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 uh, you know maybe uh, some some creaks and groans of the house. Uh, but you definitely are positive you do not hear footfalls upstairs. Well, here it goes. Uh, right before Reginald goes up the stairs, I'm going to say out loud, into the nothing. Not, I'm not talking into the attic, 
but in a very loud voice, I'm going to say, why can you guys not communicate with us? If you have superior technology, maybe we can work together. You, you, you're right there, Ethan. I mean, I know we're dealing with some I'm weird stuff. I'm talking to the, can you, hold on a second. I'm talking to the ant people or whatever the hell they are. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I am not a naturally violent man. I'm an engineer and a man of science, and I want to communicate with you. Give me another spot hidden, Reggie. Spot hidden. Ooh, 86. Nope. <laughs> no dice. All right, I'll start making my way up then if I don't see anything. <laughs> All right, yeah, no answers. No, no responses to Ethan's call out. Pistol is out, but the safety is on. Okay, because there is a man in front of you, unless you want to go first. I'm letting him go first, but I'm covering him with my flashlight in the left hand, pistol in the right hand. Okay. Okay. All right. There's a gun at your back, Reggie. Um, <laughs> so you head up the steps, and they lead into a very small room. Um, it's it looks like a, just a real short corridor, really. Okay. And uh, and it's only like you know ten feet long. And um, there's a door, not at the end of it, but at the end, but on the right-hand side, right? Mm. Um, so there's a door there. And really, there's nothing in this area here. It's just a, a short and closed little hallway with a door right there. No, no windows or anything? No windows, no nothing. Okay. So uh, there's just a door up here. I'm going to keep going. Is there light under the under the door? I yell up to the red. Yeah. Uh, no. No, I don't see anything. I'll head up the stairs so that I can get the top of my torso and my flashlight and the handgun up. All right. But I'll take one last look below me, you know, to make sure we're not getting creeped up on. Okay. Uh, just just to be clear, before entering this door, I do still have that uh. Uh, piece of wood panel that I took off of the secret floor. <laughs> Just in case I need that. Alright, so... Let me increase your armor class for that. <laughs> Just in case. I'll, I'll open the door. I'll, I'll, I'll slowly open it. Alright, you, you try the lock and it... And it's locked. Ah, this is locked, uh, Ethan. Uh, I don't have any key. Uh... I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> it's a, how thick is the door? I mean, I'll go ahead and fully enter the hallway. Okay. And I'll approximate, is this something we can just knock down? I mean, it's a, it's a 19, uh, what are we in the 20s. 1920s? Yeah. It's a 1920s door. So these are solid, you know, solid doors. I mean, they didn't, they didn't mess around with, uh, is you know, plywood hollow doors. Is there a mat or uh, if I check above the trim of the door? No mat. They always use molding back then, crown molding. Sure. I'll, I'll run my fingers across the crown molding. Looking for no transom, uh, no no key hidden, no no floor mat. Can I listen at the door? Uh, I mean, it won't be any better than the listen you already had. You You were very oh. good at listening earlier. Yeah. And um, okay. uh, you're positive that there were no footfalls it's, uh, it's, up here. It's rather barbaric, but do you think we should kick it down? 
Well, we're, we're, it's a matter of life and death, and I've been talking to ant people. So at this point, I could really give a shit about his furniture or the door or this house in general. I'm this close to burning this whole house down and watching these <laughs> phantoms as I wake up in the delirium tremens in the VA hospital because uh, this is completely outside my thing. But having so, said that, so door, uh, so, do so, so door down. On Let's three. work together on three. <laughs> One. All right. So whoever wants to roll uh, will make their strength roll with a bonus die, but only one player will roll. What do you think? Go I'm ahead. I'm average. I'm average. So uh, I'm average. I've got a 60. Go for it, then. <clears throat> All right. You get a bonus die. Ought four. Nice. I don't think you need the bonus. <laughs> no, sir, we do not. Working we together, both... we can do it. All right, we both you guys, kick it together. Yep, you guys both <laughs> lay into it. Yep, you guys both lay into it with your shoulders, and uh, the door frame gives, and so the entire lock and that portion of the door frame just cracks open, and the door pops open, and you guys um, uh, find yourself able to enter into the attic proper. Uh, so you can see how you had come up a short flight of stairs and then there was that door. So you popped open that door and uh, you can see there's like a number of uh, boxes and stuff. Um, the attic has a very high pitched ceiling, um, raftered, open raftered ceiling. And, uh, and you can see there's, uh, there's two windows, uh, but uh, not a whole ton of light, because these windows are, are those like small little round, you know, they almost look like decorative portholes, you know? Yeah. Um, so not a ton of light comes in here. So there's, there's lots of super deep shadows all throughout this attic. But basically you can see you're kind of coming in uh, from this uh, one upper corner. And uh, so basically I'm going to have you guys as you're, standing in that upper corner area of the attic you guys can hear uh the judge and chip uh coming up to the third floor and they're like reggie ethan you where are you at and of course judge chip you guys see the uh the extended attic ladder has been pulled down and you know it leads right up into the attic space are you guys up there yeah, we're up, we're up here. We're up yeah. here. Are you unaccompanied by bug people? So far, but the, uh, we just got in here. We we got something to tell you. Um, come come on up. Uh, we we want to check out this space. There might be something up here. We've right. seen bug people, as have we. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so I I go up the the stairs. We've um, also seen a giant half-spiked ball in the uh, ceiling of the library the, that is uh, electrically connected to mm, spectral headgear that rests atop the brains of Professor Irish Guy and uh, the teacher. So, uh, Judge, Chip, you guys, I, I heard Judge say he is. Chip, are you going up the stairs into the oh, attic? Oh, yes. Talking All the right. whole time. So, you guys ascend the stairs. You get up there. You see this door that's been, you know, the frame has been cracked in. And the door is just kind of, you know, barely hanging on its hinges. It, it will never shut again uh, <laughs> properly. 
but as you as you rejoin Judge Chip, as you rejoin Ethan and Reggie up here in the attic, because Judge Chip, you guys have already uh, kind of trained your eye to uh, to see things. You can see that both Ethan and Reggie have the same uh, kind of spectral headgear, you know, on their heads with an eyepiece and tubes and wires going into their skulls and necks and stuff. Now they do not have uh, any kind of lightning, um, you know, uh, right. hitting them, you know, any kind of spectral lighting, but they are wearing uh, spectral, spectral. Gentlemen, gear. you're wearing spectral headgear. I, 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 I need heard. one second. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, oh, oh. You're hearing the, the voices the of DVD little DVD children DVD. speaking to your you heads. Just leave the DVD. I'll, I'll take care of it later. Are you, are you going to go and do stuff? Yeah. All right, can I have a kiss? Yeah. Love you. Oh. Definitely a bug person. That was a bug person. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. Fine. That's great. No. Does it look like this? I described the one that I saw on Reginald's head. Yeah. Yes, and there's one on yours, your head as well, Ethan. Well, while they're speaking, I reflectively put my hand up to my head again. But it's is like, there one on Chip? Is there one on Judge? No, no. Chip and Judge do not have headgear, but Ethan and and Reggie do. And so, with that um, information and epiphany, and you guys were both like. Grabbing at your heads, I want you both to make sand rolls. Sand rolls. Chip, let's go home. <laughs> 80. We can't go home, Judge. We, we, uh, haven't, been, one. we one. haven't been hooked up yet. We that's just that's five. That's five insanity for the entire evening. That's so, okay. Okay. You didn't you didn't lose five in a single pop. No, no, I got you. So I, I failed by one point. All right, lose one. We think that there are is some sort of aliens here and they've hooked you guys up so that they can figure out how to travel in time. Judge has a theory. That's the theory. Let me, let me make an alternate theory. They were using this red lighted device like a strobe. I think that's when they installed the technology on us. They you can distort time. They can distort time for us. So I think your theory is partially correct, but I think the one thing that we have that they don't is the codes. That's the only part of this puzzle that we still have some sort of advantage. Well, what does the code do? It, it must power the technology that he's created. But if they're already distorting time, then they're already, my theory is based on the fact they don't have the technology and they're trying to find it and figure it out. If they were, uh, look, can we at least establish that if they were a peaceful race, they would not be installing technology on us without our permission? That's for sure. Well, I would say that they could have had a chance to gone hostile on this while we were stuck in that room. What, I if, mean, what if to them we're nothing more than lab rats? Or I meat agree. sandwiches. Well, let's see. Let's search this room. We still have to find the missing piece if All we're right. going to have any hope of doing this. All right, gentlemen. Let's, the attic, let's, but... let's explore Ethan, this attic. This attic is huge. There's, it's filthy up here, and there's boxes everywhere. 
I know what we can do. Well, then go have a martini and wait until is, this entire thing is Chip. over. I don't care, but Chip I need is, your help up here right now. Look, Chip, is there a, Chip, I know what we can do. Let's split up and search for clues. Well, wait, before you move <laughs> around, if, before you move around, if this place is dusty and we think that uh, Kenny yeah. hid that thing up here, let's look for the places where it's least dusty. And, and, that's and. where it would be. Are there any tracks? In the dust? There is no dust on the floor. Okay. It's a very it's a very clean, clean. floor. By the way, uh, the time distortion that was occurring that Reginald pointed out to me, where there was snow outside. Yeah, let's look out the that attic It's still occurring? I looked no. out. No. Okay. I think, gentlemen, I think there might be a few things going on. I think that there might be... Um, waves of temporal disturbances, like ripples in a pond from Kenneth's experiments. I think from my observation of the couple downstairs, that they are that they're uh, gathering information. They were scanning through the documents as if as if something was being recorded. Although judge, their eyes were closed. So it could be a ruse for us. Another significant event is that while our good friends, Ethan and Reggie, are wearing spectral headgear, it is not, does not seem to be attached to any of the, to that giant device that was in the ceiling of the library. Could so perhaps I don't think that, here, the aliens are not I don't think that we know how it works. And I, I, I do think that they don't necessarily need their eyes to scan the stuff because it's the computer or whatever the, the thing in the ceiling is, it's really doing the scanning. Am I the only one who has not seen this gear? I mean, it's Correct. odd that you keep on talking about it, but I don't see anything upon your heads. No, nope, you haven't seen anything. <clears throat> I wonder. Um, is there, by chance, anywhere up in the attic here, a mirror? I wonder if we can, since we can see the headgear, Judge, if we can remove it. Well, there's just a multitude I'll, of wires I'll, running I'll, into their heads. I'll walk over to Reggie and see if I can feel anything, but not look directly at him. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, so not looking directly at him, uh, just out of the corner of your eye, you can see your hand is like getting to the device. And it it has this almost like it's um, thickened air, you know, so almost you can almost like, Oh, maybe, oh, no, and your hand just passes through and you touch his hair. I sort of think that I can feel something, but it's, it's, it's ethereal. It's not, you're, you are unable, yeah. there. I, I, I uh, must say, to the best of your ability, you're still unable to touch it. Between you and Ethan, I must say, this is rather uncomfortable. I want to find you a mirror. such luxurious hair. Reggie, <laughs> I have not yet touched your hair. I, I agree wanna, with Ethan, I'll, we should search for this, the, the bar, and into which I hope we can input Ethan's code. And uh, dear God, Ethan, I hope you remember it, because all I remember is there's an F in it. Well, <laughs> luckily, what I had done was scratch. Actually, I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to remember the code or how I have. Because if the ant people are listening, they will suddenly find out that was. Is this something you learned in the Great War, Ethan? It is. That's did you write fact. the code on your teeth? I, no. I memorized the code. <laughs> but let's search this room. That's I agree. Judge, there, search is, the room. In the meantime, is I'm there a mirror? 
Uh, well, so you want to go into the room and start looking around and yeah. searching and maybe yeah. find, maybe discover a full-length like, mirror? Big yes. full-length mirror or something, yeah. Okay, uh, so yeah, you guys kind of move, you know, from this entry corner, uh, you start kind of moving deeper into the uh, attic proper, and you can see there are several, uh, uh, like, almost like island piles of of boxes and gear and stuff. And then there's a lot of, of boxes and, and housewares and whatnot. And, you know, uh, of course there's going to have to be like one of those, um, tailor dummies, right. You know, uh, and then there's, you know, steamer trunks and there's all kinds of things up here, uh, to include. Yeah. There is a full length, uh, freestanding, uh, dressing mirror up here. Um, uh, but as you guys are kind of, you know, starting to to kind of come into the attic proper, um, there is uh, on the far opposite corner from where you guys came in. So if you guys came in in, I'll just arbitrarily call it the northwest corner, in the southeast corner. So the exact opposite, as far away from you as possible. There is another one of those like islands of uh, of of uh, stuff you know piled in a pile and illuminating from behind that pile of stuff you guys can see a kaleidoscope of color uh flickering and flashing uh as it as it as the colors um you know decorate the uh, the walls and the ceiling rafters and stuff and uh and you can see that this kaleidoscope of colors um is uh it seems to be like starting to move and come from behind that island of of piled up junk the light is coming out from behind and approaching so something's actually moving towards it's like a ball of light yeah like a ball of light is approaching ethan I've got my uh, cleaver. Reggie has his board. Yep, I was about to say, I have my board. Oh, <laughs> Ethan's, Ethan's got, you know... Uh, Three he's... regatta dance trophies. <laughs> uh, so as, as you guys kind of stand there ready, um, you see this, this, this sphere... And it's about the size of a of of a large beach ball, right? So it's this big beach ball, um, but it's only a sphere uh, momentarily because this thing it starts off as a sphere, and then it it kind of pulses. And when it pulses, not only are you seeing kaleidoscopes of light, but it pulses, and you see. It becomes a a multifaceted, almost like a giant multifaceted jewel, right? With all these different facets and stuff, and it'll pulse, and it'll, it'll even slightly increase in size, and it'll pulse with all these facets, and the lighting will, will shine from all the facets, and then it'll retract into a sphere, and it's doing this this pulsing uh, sphere, multifaceted sphere light 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 and it's doing that on a second by second you know basis right i mean it's doing it fairly quickly 
And so this thing is pulsing in the air, size of a beach ball, and it's floating in the air, and it and it's kind of comes out to where you guys can see it full and proper. And it's not it's not bum rushing you. Um, it's coming out and it's just kind of moving slowly and you know kind of you know rotating and you I, know this I, I, I kind of whisper to the guys i'm like it's moving slow let's see if we can just get out of its way what is it sand roll <laughs> jesus what is with the 80s that's my third 80 today oh. <laughs> i fail fail uh 12 i'm fine if you failed your sand roll Roll a D10. If you were successful, uh, lose one. Oh, this one. is going to hurt. Lose yes, one if you're successful. Okay, three. Three. <laughs> one. Lucky chip. Okay. E one for the judge. Ethan, were you successful? I, I, or fit? I passed. You passed, so you lose one. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so there's this thing, and it's fairly close to you and it's pulsing is it, it when it's pulsing is it anything like uh, morse code is it seem to uh is it changing in frequency does it seem to be and i'll actually say out loud can you communicate i scream kenneth kenneth what's the frequency kenneth um, <laughs> so uh um ethan you do not you do not see a a morse code uh, but you uh, you say, can you communicate? And it and it kind of goes, it increases its speed momentarily. I but definitely don't... not in the same rhythmic pattern that it had before I said that. Correct. And okay. and it's not ongoing. It increased its speed and you know kind of fluttered uh, for just a couple of seconds after you said that. I look at the judge. Kenneth, is that you? Reggie, I think you ought to hit it with a board and see what it does. No, no, no. No. <laughs> I, I'm strictly. It doesn't work. Trust me. Move around it and see what it does. <laughs> well, hold on. I, is it? Does it react to what uh, Rain says? I, I missed what Rain said. I'm I sorry. I said, Kenneth, is it you? Uh, it does not flutter. Like, let's just get it's out of here. Fluttering? Can you help us? Is it still I mean, it's moving? Still, it's still pulsing. Yeah. And enough. and it's, you know, it's rotating and kind of hovering. Um, uh, and, and Ethan said something about communicating and it fluttered. And then it stopped fluttering and it's just pulsing. And then uh, Rain said, Kenneth, is that you? And it did not change its behavior. Can you help us? And it does not change its behavior. Hmm. I'm um, gonna, I'm gonna try to slowly make my way around it. Uh, so there's an open space that I can just move slowly. I don't want to do any sudden moves. Okay. Kind of, yeah, you want to encircle around to its opposite side. Yeah, as slowly okay. as I can. If, I, I mean, from really all happen. sides, it still looks the same. But right. yeah, so now you're you're on a different uh, side, a different angle to it. And this thing is floating in the air. Has it reacted to me Loading. circling around it? Um, none that you can tell. Okay. Are you allied with the ant men? 
and it has no change in its behavior. I'm, I'm, once I get around it, I'm going to slowly back up while still looking at it to wherever it seems to have come from. Okay. Uh, uh, assuming that we're in an attic and there's a whole bunch of stuff up here, yep. mm -hmm. are, there, are there any like pieces of furniture that are covered in big blankets? There certainly can be, yeah. Okay. I'm going to grab a blanket and see if I can throw it over the thing. Okay, give me a throw roll. Throw. Um, pretty easy to do, so you can have a bonus die. Okay, I've only got 20. Let's see. Uh, 84 and 71. So I throw the blanket, but it just, it either goes over it and lands on the ground. Yeah, it, it just, it caught a weird current, and it just kind of rippled and folded in the air, and it, it dropped it drops short. <laughs> okay, uh, can you communicate with us? I say the same thing I did before. And it and it flutters momentarily. And then it goes back into its pulse. Can you tell Water. us where Kenneth's device is located? Lead us and, to his device. Um it uh it flutters. It flutters. Oh. And it begins to start bobbing and moving, and it's oh. coming closer towards you, Ethan. Okay. I'll let it come closer towards me, but I'll kind of like you would uh, open the door for a lady. I'll kind okay, of so, you, so you, to... you, you, you move and get out of its way. Exactly. Okay. It does not pursue you, but it goes past you. You, you were in its way. Right. So, so you kind of, you know, get out of the way and, um, and it starts moving into another corner of the uh, of the attic, and um, and it uh, it starts you know coming down um, and lowering towards like you see like a uh, like a child's uh, music box, <laughs> and uh, and so it's kind of it's kind of hovering near that, and then it and then it kind of. It kind of stops and it lifts and it goes higher up above it. Again, the ceiling is very there's there is no set ceiling. It's got the exposed rafters, sure. so there's lots of room for it vertically. Yeah. And uh, and so it, it starts to to go up. The music box. Yeah, I, I'll open it up. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you open up the music box and there's a ballerina. And uh, and so the ballerina. Uh, it seems to it kind of it's ticking it's just kind of like like it's not twirling and it's not making music flip it up you know the, the usually there's a mechanism underneath right yeah. okay so as you pull up the base of it and you're looking at the hidden guts on the inside uh, you can see that the the operations of the ballerina were obstructed because there's some sort of black little device in there a little bar and as you pull it out, um, uh, this this device—it's about uh, five inches long. It's about two inches wide. It's about an inch thick. And uh, on one of the long sides on it, on top, uh, you can see um, it's got like these little small uh, little uh, dials. And um, I've always loved uh, uh, in in some of these uh, technology things. You know those little number sequences that it almost looks like it's a stack of filaments 
and if 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 a certain filament is burning that number shows up and all the other filaments are in there right mm -hmm. so so there's a whole sequence of alphanumeric filaments in there that you could like twist the dial and have certain filaments illuminate to uh to to put in a code so ethan oh, you have oh, discovered the uh the code device well done ethan we still don't know what the heck that thing is uh, i guess there's only one way to find out do we need to put it in the thing downstairs and then put in the code uh, so somebody needs to strap on the thing downstairs so uh, as as ethan as you pull that out um and you guys are kind of having this eureka moment uh you hear uh hammers click back and you hear claire's voice and and she says ha finally i knew one of you fools had the code and would uh finally lead me to it this damn thing uh has been uh uh, uh pissing me off this whole time refusing to to help me i'm gonna I'll take care of you in a bit. And you can see Claire and William uh, standing. Uh, each of them have a, uh, have a gun le uh, leveled at you guys. Do you really think that I'm going to let you guys have this without shooting you? We're all going to die. Oh, Ethan, darling. <laughs> Let's start with William, and I'll pull the trigger. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so uh, for the floor, Ethan. What is your uh, dexterity? My dex is fifty. Okay, uh, so as you go and you start moving the gun towards William, he fires first because they both have ready weapons, and he has a greater dexterity than you. I thought the small talk would give me the well. You're pointing at William, and Claire's talking. But they both have readied weapons. Yeah, and, and so, right. right. Uh, so he fires. And um, you do you want to uh, try and um, dive for cover? Yes. Okay. Uh, dive for cover. Do you make a dodge roll for that, or does it just happen? Dodge. Okay. You have to succeed with a dodge. Yep. So make your dodge roll to dive for cover. I have a dodge of twenty-five, and I rolled an ot five. Nice. Oh. Your your success is much better than my success, <laughs> uh, but you will lose your action, uh, the, the, any other action that you had this round, because you've do, uh, you dove for cover. Uh, so you dive behind some other boxes, and uh, William's uh, bullet uh, pierces the uh, the uh, music box that that you were just in front of. So you know that that bullet probably would have gone through your heart if you had not have uh, dove. And uh, so you dive for cover, and uh, and Claire says, Haha, "Now, now, now, Ethan, Ethan, darling." Come out, come out. We can, this, well, no one needs to get hurt. Just slide the device out, please. When, when he fires, can't we all react? Yeah. Uh, since I was already moving towards the back, towards that pile of boxes that thing came out from, I'm going to hide behind one You're of those. Back there. You, are, you are well hidden back there. Wait, the thing is still here, right? Yeah, it's hovering in the air. It didn't react to the gunshot? No. 
I'm throwing my uh, my uh, cleaver at uh, William. Nice. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Throw the meat meat cleaver at William. Wow. Yes. Hard. Right. Oh. I mean, I'm throwing it hard. Yeah. Okay. But oh, that's William, what you mean. William no. is your target. Yeah. So what do I use? Brawl? Or um, throw? Yeah. Uh, well, make. Um, yeah, make a brawl roll. Okay. I'll let you do a brawl. 28 out of 25. I'll spend the luck. Yeah. Okay. Nice. <laughs> That would hurt. <laughs> um, he would not die for cover. So, uh, so you hit. Yeah. All right. Uh, your damage is going to be like machete damage. Yep. I'm gonna look that up. One d eight. One d eight. Oh, Plus. good. Thank you. <laughs> I'll roll it. I don't have any damage bonus. Uh, eight. Oh, wow. Nice. Funk. Uh, okay. So let me let me make I need to do something here. Hold on. You have been judged. <laughs> My God. My power is raining on you. Use, lose four hit points. Line of the year. Line of the year. Uh, okay. Uh, so you uh, you throw this thing, and um, and it 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 gets him like right in the collarbone area, right? And I mean, it's sticking out. Okay, and you can see blood is just oozing down this thing, um, and and he starts, you know, he kind of ah. Uh, in fact, he he has to he pitches his gun to his left hand because it hit him in like the left collarbone. Uh -huh. But he pitches the gun to his left hand in order to use the right hand to kind of put pressure on the wound uh, to try and ho hopefully stem some of the bleeding. And uh, and so he's got the gun in his shaking left hand, and he goes, "God damn it!" Ah! And uh, uh, God, judge. <laughs> and, he, and he backs up. He goes. He goes. Eve, shoot that son of a bitch. <laughs> what did he say, Eve? Yep, that's what he said. Um, so I'm gonna obviously roll out of. <laughs> um. Uh, okay. So. Uh, Eve has a dex of 65. Can anybody go faster than that? Me. All right. Eve will appease her her bow, and uh, and try and shoot at the judge. Right. What are they? What are they uh, using? Pistols? Regular pistols? Yeah, I'm, guns. Regular guns. And I'm trying to dodge, but I rolled a ninety-seven. Ooh. Ooh. Ouch. Um. Okay. Uh. So you get shot. Oh. For three points of damage. So I oh. I think you were winged. Yeah. You were winged. How far are these folks from us? Uh, 15 feet. Oh, they're right on top of us. We didn't get too far into the thing. I think I'm the furthest because I circled around the creature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reggie's, Reggie's, Reggie's behind cover. He's, he's far. 
Is, Ethan is, there, is out of the way. Is there anything uh, in my immediate area that looks like it's useful? <laughs> I don't know. Make a luck roll. Okay. Luck. What's my luck? 32. 25. Regular success. Uh, what do you think would be useful? Uh, probably anything along the lines of like a, a, a steel rod or like something better than the wood plank that I have. There is a old tool chest and there's a there's a hammer there's a hammer there's a there's okay. a solid hammer okay i'll, I'll pick up the hammer okay <clears throat> all right I'll uh, ship <laughs> ship you're the only one who has not acted this round do you want to do anything against my better judgment i will strike claire I, I would think this entire ordeal has been against your better judgment <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I will. I'll quickly close the distance and and punch Claire. Okay. Uh, so you run up to punch her. Uh, go right ahead. Oh, my. She has a smirk on her face as she sees you coming at her. Oh, no. <laughs> a 20 is a success. Okay. Fact, I'll spend uh, I will spend five points of luck and make it a hard success. Fantastic. That is awesome. You are coming in with a haymaker. Roll Ooh. some damage. Well, it may not be a haymaker. <laughs> two points of damage. How much? Two? All right. So you come in at her. Okay. Now she's got this pistol casually pointed in your direction but brave brave chip doesn't care about a gun and he runs up to just try and clobber her and as you go to punch her um about this far away from her your hand collides with something invisible take oh. one point of damage and oh. you feel you feel the knuckles in your hand crunch and, oh. uh, and she stands there, and she goes, as as your hand crunches like that, she goes, oopsie. Oh, no. Oh, the villain is impervious to bullets, Ethan. <laughs> uh, okay, top of the new round. Uh, Ethan, um, you are uh, out of sight. And uh, Claire's going, she's like, come on out, Ethan. Come on out. Bring that little device and hand it over. No one has to get hurt anymore. Yeah. Um, Reggie, you're way in the back. Also pretty much hidden. You have a brand new hammer. Uh, Judge, you've just been winged. And Chip, um, my assumption is that after your hand crunch, you're going to kind of start backpedaling a little bit. Getting, no, getting a little I'm, bit of a safe distance? No, I'm looking for that sheet that the judge threw and missed. That's On behind the, back uh, there. the creature behind, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's on, on the, the floor. floor. It's on the floor behind you. Chip's getting an idea. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, William is, uh, is trying to stem the blood, and he's like, he's, he's sitting there grunting. He's like, God damn it, Eve. I'm hurt bad. Fucking kill them. Let's get this over with. And and she just kind of sneers at him. And you can see her, you see her roll her eyes as uh, as uh, 
William is whining like a baby. Um, so what do you guys want to do? I'd like to help William with a 45 ACP round to his head. <laughs> Since I can tell that he is not shielded because the judge was able to damage him, I'm assuming that only she has a portable shield and I'm gonna put a 45 round through his head. And I'm gonna steady my aim on the boxes I'm hiding behind, drop to one knee, full marksman, and take my time as she's talking to me. I'll go, let me help, William. I have something for you. Oh, you, so you, you call it out. Him. Okay. Huh? You Why call you it out. Him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I call it out and then squeeze the trigger. Okay. Forty-six out of sixty. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's. You can see he's turning as he wants to try and get back towards the uh, the the entrance to the attic, um, but he's not moving fast enough. Uh, you Oof. are. You hit. Roll your damage. Six points. All right. Uh, so you put a slug in his back. And uh, and he just like you, he makes this audible sound, and his arms you know fly out, and his gun flies off and clatters on the ground near the entrance of the uh, of the attic, so it's away from all you guys, and his body just lands in a heap on the uh, on the floor. He he plows his body plows into some boxes and stuff. The cleaver falls out of his shoulder. Blood is just you know pouring out of that torn hole and and his lifeless body slides to the ground uh in a in a twisted wreck and uh, and claire just kind of over the shoulder she's like should be more careful next time uh all right so that was ethan um and uh and claire is uh i mean she has a pretty high dex but she's not really she's not really pressing the attack <laughs> She's not acting quickly. She's just she's not she's opting not to act quickly. Hubris. So she's like she's like uh uh she's like, well uh now Ethan, darling, go ahead and slide that device out here if you would, please. She's toying with us. Um another question. Uh, around where I am, is there a chance they could find like a can of paint or something? Can of paint? Yeah, it's an attic. I don't know. I'm giving it a shot. <laughs> Give me another luck roll. Another luck roll. It's Navajo white. You know, it's from the walls. Nice. Oh nine. Ooh. <laughs> there is a can of paint. Awesome. Not bad. I, I uh, take the. I take the, the. 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 What do you call it? The hammer. I turn it to the other side. I just. I, I open it up and I hold it next to me. God. Whatever's next. Good. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's your round. Um. Uh, Claire, yeah. talk to me, reason with me, explain to me what the hell is going on. Sweetheart, darling, what's going on is there's something worth millions of dollars downstairs. I plan to be the one to introduce it to the world. So just give me that little black box. Is it the Chrysler and, 6? <laughs> and we'll forget all about this. Chip, I have to tell you, I'm just, I'm just done with your droll sense of humor, and 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 so she 
she she says you know she says something in a language that uh actually when she utters these words um you guys you you guys just feel ill you feel like that's not right there's something wrong with the language that she just spoke um and so she she kind of tips her head and speaks this weird language and the the pulsing sphere uh descends at a high rate of speed uh directly at chip oh chip you may attempt a dodge if you so desire oh and i do There's no way that I can turn that into a success. I'm gobsmacked. Woo! I rolled a extreme success. Um, Chip. So she says, I'm so tired of your droll sense of humor. And um, and you start to move as this sphere, the pulsing sphere, it moved at just unbelievable speeds. And it came down, and all you guys see the sphere plop onto uh, onto Chip's head and shoulders, and it and it goes all the way down to his waist. And so Chip now looks like a pair of legs with this pulsing sphere on top of his legs. And your mind tells you that he's taller than that. At least the top of his head and, and surely his arms should be sticking out of this thing, but they're not. Um, so I need the I need Reggie. Are you hiding? You're doing something oh, with pain. So yeah. so you don't see this, okay. but Judge and Ethan, you guys do see this, and I need you to make sand rolls for seeing this on Ethan. Uh, I, Ethan, I need I mean, you to make a separate sand roll. I got a ninety six. I passed. I, I think you mean Chip. I, I mean Chip. <laughs> An O three. Chip is unfazed. Uh, Chip, you lose one hit, uh, one sand point. Um, Judge, you lose six since you rolled so high. And then Ethan, what did you roll? I passed. Um, I rolled a fifty. So roll or lose one. Uh, make an idea roll, please, Judge. Just the judge. Uh, 88, I failed by three points. Oh, good for you. Good <laughs> for you. You hold it together. The walls in your mind refuse to yield, and um, and and you just go, nope, So nope. We're, we're basically seeing the ball of light with Chip's feet sticking out of the bottom of it. Yes. Okay. And dance, Chip, quite... dance. <laughs> <laughs> what do I see? What's Chip see? Chip, you see just a world of kaleidoscoping lights and 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 weird sounds like clickings and and whistles and it's just it's so weird and you don't see your legs. Is it uh, enjoyable? It's <laughs> it's maddening. It's you know the there's just you know it's like you're stuck it's like you're stuck in a in a Doctor Who opening segment right opening <laughs> credits. That is maddening. <laughs> um, uh, in, uh, you know, uh, including uh, theorem uh, sounds, right? Um, oh, I start singing the old alma mater. <laughs> <laughs> 
from the uh, several universities I've failed out of. Okay, good. That's you're doing that as best you can to to keep your sanity. Right. Um, Judge, what do you want to do this round? I, just, I I I'm trying to scramble for for cover um, since I've been shot, but I yell out to Ethan. I say, Ethan, tell the ball to attack the girl, to, to attack Claire, because he was communicating with it. Okay, I'll. I'll, I'll but I just saw her command the ball, right? You did. Okay. I yell out, I'm going to put a round through this device, and then all your plans will be ruined. Call off your ball. And I put the pistol right in, you know, so I can put a round right through the command uh, device. No. Give me a persuade roll. I think that's fantastic. Or... Give me a social skill of your choice. I really think it's going to be between persuade or intimidation, but I'll let you decide. Well, I think, uh, yeah, perf uh, intimidates my best. You're going to get a bonus because you're using a, a, a prop. You've got this gun yeah. trained on the device. That's pretty intimidating. So make an intimidate with bonus three. die. Nice. Oh, oh. It, but with the bonus die, I failed it without the bonus die. Oh, sweet. Um, so awesome. You just exude this this threat, and Claire believes it. Uh, and so she uh, she uh you know moves her hand her right hand in a way to where the uh the pistol because it's a like a snub nose 38 you know it's a small handgun uh but she lets go of her hand so away so the gun uh is just dangling through the finger guard just dangling from one finger right so she's not holding the gun in a threatening manner but she hasn't put it down um and and so she's she's got her hands up like this and she says, okay, Ethan, okay, okay. Do not destroy the device. And then she, she looks at Chip and she, she says, she speaks again in this language that just hearing it sends shivers down your spine. Uh -oh. and, uh, and this creature begins to ascend up off of Chip. Uh, Chip, give me a pow roll, please. Come on. Can I spend luck on this? You can. Am I limited to how much I can spend? No. Wonderful. I'm going to spend 16 oh, points yeah, to make it. All, all right. All right. So you spend these 16 points. You, the world, you truly felt like, like you were you were crossing over into some sort of, 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 of death world, right? But then suddenly light and color and temperature return to you and, and your body is covered in, in goosebumps, right? Um, as, as you're just covered in a chill and the, uh, the kaleidoscope light uh, is lifting up off of you and returning back up into the rafters. Um, so yeah, that 
<sighs> kind of harrowing <laughs> on that. Um, Reggie, what are you doing hiding back there with your paint? Can, can I find a way? <laughs> can I find a way to inch my way closer and not be noticed by Flair? You get a little bit closer, but um, um, I can show the map again. But honestly, there is um, there is so much empty space, right? Empty space. Um, it is going. So she's standing near that black pillar. support beam, that right. black pillar near the entryway, and you are back huh. way over on the right hand side of the map. And everybody else is kind of near the center of the map. So my um, my my goal would be to make my way hugging the wall to the far uh, the force the far side. Just okay. Moving Reggie. that way in that direction. I'm trying to get as close as I can. Um, if she's distracted, great. If I need to make a stealth, I'll try. You know, you tell Reggie. me what I can do. God. Reggie, the gun is not in. It's just hanging on a finger, right now. If you're oh, thinking yeah. about dousing or just run forward and dump the bucket on her. I feel like I need to get closer because if anything, before Ethan's threat, I would have done that. But now that Ethan made the threat, everything's paused. So now I can close the gap. So yeah, you can, <laughs> you can get uh, to a position, but you're still like 20 feet away from her. So it's a, it'd be a sprint to get to her. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so Claire's standing there and she backs up. So she's really close to the wall. And and she says, "Okay, Ethan. Okay. Hey, you got your way. I freed Chip. Now, don't damage the device. Claire, just Claire, slide Claire, it on the ground to Claire, me. Claire. Let's just talk for a second. One one moment. Let's just talk for a second. I would like to damage the device just to spite you." <laughs> You know that. You absolutely know for certain that I would do it just to spite you. But I'm not doing it because I want my friend back. Tell me how to use it to get Kenny back. You then you have... can have the device. I don't even care at that point. Listen, I don't even know where Kenny is. He's probably lost to time. You'll, you'd have to probably put on the suit to find him. Then let me go put on the suit, find him, then you can have the device. What about the bug people? Yes, Claire, who are the bug people? Are you a bug person? Are you insane? I have no idea what you're talking about. The bug people that are all over the... The ones that are using a, a cloak or a, a screen just like you are. Yes, the one with the... And, and, and who installed the spectral helmets on our friends? Yeah. Does she have one? She does not have one, and she's looking at you guys weird. And she like starts looking left and right, looking into the corners of the attic. Oh. <laughs> where did you get? Around? Where did you get your invisible armor from? Listen, that's not for you to know. Uh oh. Now can I guess? Can I guess that a bug man people. loaned it to you? Can we do at a psychology? Any rate, can I do a psychology? Yeah, go ahead. Do a psychology. Because I think she might not know about the bug people. And I got a 17 out of 60. So that's a hard. She seems very sincere and quite confused 
with this whole bug person conversation. She doesn't know about the bug people. How did she get the device? I don't know, but I don't think she knows about the bug people. I'm a judge. I know how to read people pretty well. You know how to chuck cleavers too, judge. <laughs> I, I was world champion in that. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Claire. Claire. College. Claire. Let's, let's walk through this. Let me, you're an intelligent woman. You've obviously displayed that you have incredible powers. I've seen you control this ball. I've seen that you are resistant to damage. I don't know how these things work. I don't even care. You know that I will do things just because I want to do them. And that I'm willing to burn the whole house down to save my friend. So why not make the smart call? Let me put the suit on and rescue my friend that you can have the technology. I have a bond of blood with Kenny. Do you understand he's my brother? His value to me is greater than all of the money in the world. And I will honor my word. Fine. You wanna, you wanna put on the suit? Let's go put on the suit. Put the gun away. No one better. Give it to me. Not that you need it. She she uh, she holds the gun and she kind of lowers it. She doesn't have pockets. Um, actually, you know what? She is wearing a, like a little blazer with pockets. So she takes the gun and she she tucks it into a pocket and she says, "I'll hold on to the gun." Wait but... wait wait wait. What is the kaleidoscope thing? And how come you can control it? Chip, chip. In all due course. But suffice to say, it is my slave and I control it to do whatever it is that I want. There can be a good outcome to all of this, Claire. There can oh. be a Start good outcome her real to name. all of this if we all just cooperate and plus, this does not need to ex exclude any future dating opportunities. I think you're an awesome, very hot woman. We Did you say dating, Ethan? Well. How deep does that missing ear wound go? She's a gorgeous, intelligent <laughs> We've woman. We've lost you know the judge. You know how hard it is to meet people? Oh Ethan, my God. she's not that gorgeous. How do you know? Well... Anyway, that, I know. my point being that let's all think outside the box here. I I object to having one. He has of an my app friends, of eighty-five. Oh my god! To having a, a man, a, a friend of mine, dating a woman that shot me. Before we start <laughs> talking about dating the villain, I'm just saying, don't rule that out, Claire. Don't rule it out, Ethan. I know you're quite the catch. Minus an ear. Let's just but go down the fucking we go stairs. Down that Let's path. go down the stairs. righty. Let's try to save Kenneth. Deal Did with the you bug mention people. my ear, Chip? Did I yeah. just hear you mention my ear? You couldn't hear me anything. You don't hear me half the time. Did you just make fun of my ear, Chip? <laughs> don't make fun of my ear, Chip. During all of this, I just get up from wherever I was trying to hide. I'm like, 
All right, enough of this shit. Let's go downstairs. <laughs> and and Claire looks right at Reggie. Oh, there you are. Oh, uh, and so 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 Claire uh, speaks again in that weird foul language, and uh, you can see the kaleidoscope. It 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 um, it flickers for her, and then the uh, the the general the general uh, tone of the colors. That it that it emanates uh, change to a darker red and ochre kind of color, and and it goes back to its uh, steady uh, uh, thrumming and, and and pulsing mode, but in this darker color, and uh, and so uh, she says uh, uh, the the sphere the fractal she says the fractal will uh, follow behind. And keep an eye on you guys. Um, so allow me to All right. lead this procession right. to the uh, Wait, to the library. What was her reaction to my line about dating her after this is all over? Um, it was oh, a uh, enormous uh, eye roll. I the <laughs> eyes, you know, kind of you know, uh, kind of squint a bit, and there's a smirk on her face as uh, as you can see the wheels are turning in there at right. those thoughts. Excellent. Um, and so uh, she says, uh, "Follow me." And um, and with one foot, she kind of shoves one of uh, uh, William's legs out of the way, and uh, she steps over William and uh, and heads for the stairs. Sashaying, I would suppose. Sashaying, yeah. Uh, okay. I I will I will as we're walking by, I do put the paint can down, but I will take the. Uh, as, uh, as a, the other pistol, the other pistol that this one dropped. As yep. Reginald uh, is leaning down with the other pistol, I am going to give him the control mechanism under my hand as a sleight of hand. When now that her back is turned to me, okay. Who are you giving it to? Reginald, as he was moving down, <laughs> right. I'm going to hand it, put it into his hand as a sleight of hand, and I shove that in my pocket too. Okay. All right. And then I'll follow downstairs. All right. All right, let's go. Uh, Reggie, you can add to your character sheet. Ready? A. Thirty-two revolver that does one d eight damage. One d eight. All right, cool. And I think as we descend the stairs, this will be a perfect place to draw the curtain for tonight's episode. <laughs> right. Awesome. Awesome, game. Our I players can't believe we're all still alive. <laughs> Our players include our players included Matt Ryan, Philip Greeley, Jesse Aponte, and myself with John Hook as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for, download, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. One of our recent players is now also a patron. 
Nimrod Slor Futterman has pledged $3 a month. Thank you so much, uh, Nimrod, uh, and we'll see you in an upcoming game. Thank you, Nimrod. Uh, if you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. <laughs>